When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChampaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Just a one word. Right now, right this second, who would you rather have in your team? Salah or Ronaldo? I just go I just Ronaldo. I love Ronaldo. Ronaldo. What about you, John? Probably, probably Ronaldo, just on on pure history. Ronaldo over Salah. Ah! <laughs> right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. As you can tell, what this podcast is going to be like today. We have got to review this United game. We had the two boys on last week. Who, to be fair, were, were straight down the line. They, they didn't go over the top and say that they were going to absolutely batter us or anything like that. They were realistic about it. But I had to replay the Salavi Ronaldo because of the way that that game turned out. Amo, what is going on? And we might as well get straight into it. What, what on earth? was that game all about? Obviously, you predicted you thought it was going to be 4-0, so you were the closest out of any of us. Like, what what, what did we watch there at the weekend? We watched, Danny, do you know what? Forget me being this big mouthy scouser, as you know, everyone knows him. We watched history. That's what we did. It's not been done in well over 100 years. Um, not many people that shocked. Let's just, let's talk serious. We're here to review a game. You know, our listeners know that we go on and we're passionate, but Let's try and review a game as professionally as we can here. We didn't even play great. We played probably third gear. And do you know what's really, really annoying me? What's really, 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 really get great on me? Like, you can't even have fans with United fans anymore because they're like, oh, yeah, we've seen it coming. Oh, we knew it was going to happen. Oh, well, yeah, uh, it's only football. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, like, where's the fight? Where's the, you know, you know, scouts as a god and cop fights a god and where's all these, you know, you know I, I am Gary Neville. I wear red. Be like Gary and hate scouts. And it's like, just where's all that when you get B5 nil? They all the have literally all just vanished. Mm. Do you know? And I, and I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say then, except for it was a sweet, sweet moment. And 
I've, the amount of years I've seen Liverpool go to Old Trafford, and there's been some good days, you know, with the Gerrard game, yeah. the Torres game where he did Vidic. Um, there's been some good days, but there's been a few and far between. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I had the vomit and diarrhea bug over the weekend And uh, I plan to go to the bar to watch it. Um, and I had this big thing, you know, you know mouth for the bloody south in the bar, me, you know. I was at the house and I was at stomach camps and I was sitting there and I was like, watching it. One nil, I was like, no way. Two nil, I was in shock. Three nil, I was like, nah. Four nil, and nearly, I nearly got up to celebrate without being sick. <laughs> um, and then when Salah scored at trick, I was just like, nah. And to be fair, Danny, let's 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 try and be professional about this. We went easy on them in half an hour, and at ten, the last half an hour, it turned out the clock told them to go easy and just mm. save it, save injury because that could have been seven or eight, couldn't it? Oh, easily. I think I think we've seen that in the first half. I think you knew potentially it was going to be a cricket score. Like I was baffled, and from as you said, you 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 don't want to just like absolutely take the mick. But at the same time, like I was baffled. I don't know if you've seen the player ratings at the end of the game. Like most players get a two rating just for showing up and putting the boots on the right foot. Like the fact that Maguire got a zero rating for that game, I think just completely proved. Like what United were all about in that match, as you said, I think it could have been. And I think I know we've seen the likes of Robbo, and it's been replayed so many times. You no, know, Robbo saying after the the fifth goal, wasn't he? He was like, "Let's keep going, like let's keep at them." But the reality is, is that it was a professional performance, and I think any team, like you could see it last, like as I remember speaking to my wife about it, and she said, like, "Oh, you could end up winning ten nil here," and I said, after five nil, I was like. We're absolutely running the game. There's no way United are getting back into it now. Klopp will just shut it down now and just start playing. And it was basically the last half an hour, even 35 minutes of the game, was basically just a training match. It was a possession game. We were just passing the ball around the back, around the middle, just playing it. Like Trent decided at one point he was going to try and get a goal out of it and took a shot. But outside of that, like we literally just shut the game down and seen the game out. And you know what? There isn't an, there's been plenty said, and we've said plenty on this podcast, to be fair, about the fact of Liverpool previously not being able to just see out games properly. And what we've seen there was a professional performance, a team that, that went ahead, done what they needed to do, had the game won, and then just saw the game out, conserved energy, as you said, and got ready for the next match. And although it's annoying, although we'd have liked to have seen an 8-9, 10-0 against United game, everybody would have, and Carragher was saying about it afterwards. At the same time, I think there's something good about watching how professional the team are that they're automatically just starting to think of the next game, and it proves that the season's far bigger than just one game, which is which is what you want as a Liverpool fan. Yeah, I completely agree and get what you're saying. And who am I to question Jürgen Klopp? But I can't go on the side of Carragher and be like, that was a chance to just do something that was ridiculous. But taking that aside, we've made history. And I think it's one of those moments where, like, if you think of the Champions League final in 2005, where we were bringing the 50 European Cup home and we were 3-0 down, and you were sitting there and you were, you were watching history unfold, and you were watching it and you kind of knew, wow, this is something that is just unbelievable. And it's, it's never happened before. It probably won't happen again. The closest has been Barcelona a few years ago. Um, but you could sense something happening at the time, like, this is special. I was sitting that watching that on Sunday thinking, I'm not even shocked. United men, which I've come into, they're not even shocked. Um, I think it's going to be one of those moments where it'll have to be years left to go by and we'll have to have low, because United aren't going to be this pitch for the rest of the 
you know, season, probably not in the yeah. next couple of years. It's going to be one of those moments that we we'll have to give it a couple of years and go, wow, do you remember the time we went to that old Trafford Pulse Stadium with CR, CR7 in the team? You know, England centre-backs, uh, England's best centre-back, England's best left-back, you know, one a world-class goalkeeper, some brilliant players in the team that, you know, they keep going about these individuals, but let's not, let's not make no marks about it. That's a good Man United team that finished second last year, season yeah. and had additions in it. That, that done an amazing comeback in Europe a few days before. And we went and stuck them 5-0 in third gear. I think it's going to take a couple of years to go, wow, actually, that was actually amazing as well. What has really, really disappointed me, and I think everyone listening to this will have to agree with me, um, there's been that much flack about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer and whether he's staying or not. Um, that much media attention about United being that poor that no, not many people have been like, you hear how, you listen to a podcast or you listen to a, um, you listen to like a debate on TV and you're watching it for half an hour and 28-29 minutes it's like oh, Ollie this Ollie that man this man that and then they go oh by the way don't forget Liverpool were great and it's like actually let's just look at how great this Liverpool team is from back to forward James Milner played 26 minutes right he mm. came off injured I think that's the best 26 minutes I've seen in Liverpool setting them 35 36 years of age everyone goes about CR7 he doesn't stop running what's an hour you know they all Ronaldo that can't run, he's 36. Miller's 35, 36 and stop running. He come up because he run himself into the ground. Yeah. Curtis Jones come on, slot it in. Bobby Firmino link up the plate. Brilliant. Like Manny, like, I felt a bit sorry for Manny because, but maybe it's really clever management by Klopp making him sit out that game and go, wow. And he's like, I want to be a part of that. And he come on, it was always pointless to be fair. I would have probably brought someone else on. I would have brought him in a main one or something like that because, well, I'd say the game was over. Um, my point is saying, really, is that that game, I don't think will be respected enough right here, right now. It's going to be time. It's going to take time to, to respect how good um, that game was, piece of history was made. Yeah. Um, and yeah, people, I think, need to stop focusing on how poor United were because um, it took a great Liverpool side to determine how poor they were. And it's easy for United to go, oh, I could see it coming, or oh, it's only football. Stop hiding behind it because see, as soon as you get a couple of results, it'll be always at the wheel and all, we're back. And Ferdinand will be getting his notepad out and saying, put numbers on it. Like, a, do you know, I'm sorry to all this is a man there online, but put numbers, being a real Ferdinand, it can be a bit sometimes. I'm sorry. And um, sorry, you don't have to bleep that out, Danny, but I just I hate the way United fans go on. They're living on past glory, and we've had years and years and years and years of getting sick about that. And um, it's just rolls of it. And I, I enjoy being on the radio a couple of times this weekend and hear me just absolutely ripping into United, man. It's great to see. And they're all about Brendan Rodgers being linked with United. Why would they leave Leicester City? Hmm. Leicester City, better club than United at the moment. Pure and simple. Anyway, I've, I've had my moment, Danny, and, and you know you know I go off on my point is, is that that's a moment in history that will be remembered in the years gone by. Yeah, oh, massively. Um, as you said, because we talk about, like obviously more our era, but we talk about like the Liverpool 4-1. Like, as you said, the whole Torres moment, we remember that now. We remember that as such a great time that we went and just completely turned them over with the team that they had. Like, as you said, I think it will take time. And in the space of a season, yes, there's going to be all sorts of results uh, going on. But as you said, you'll look back at that in a few years. And yes, as Liverpool fans, we'd have loved for it to have been an 8 9 nilla. It would have been ridiculous. But I think we'll look back, see the type of team. Because I think on paper, it's like, it's like the whole Liverpool AC Milan thing is that you look on paper 
And Man United have got ridiculous players in their positions that they're, that they're in. So to know that we went there and completely turned them over with the team that we had, and, and when you, because it's all going to be looked at through the eyes of history, as you said, the, the likes of Mo Salah, it's, it's not necessarily going to be remembered as, oh yeah, well they are the best player in the world in Mo Salah. You're going to be looking going, oh there's the guy that got rejected by Chelsea and had to make his way through different teams to be able to get to Liverpool. All these teams that didn't want him, Sadio Mane starting off in Southampton and all, and all these different players that came together and just formed this unreal team that was able to just tear teams apart at will. Um, which is great, and I loved Sorry. watching it. Loved every minute of it. Well, no Fabinho. Yeah, Matip was given a rest. Conte come in, and Conte was just like, "Oh, Canafi, sorry, Canafi come in." I was just like, "Wow, you know, he just filled in there like he'd been doing it for the last five years." And yeah, I just, it was just brilliant to see. And I think Liverpool, I think Liverpool aren't getting the credit they deserve because United are getting that much flack. And I suppose that's how the media works and stuff, but um, all I can say is, you know, watching that pressing match tonight and just hearing another pool fan singing, Ollie's at the wheel, at the wheel, Ollie's at the wheel. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I can't help myself. I can't help myself. And, and like, and you know what? We have every right. We said about it on the last podcast, didn't we? Is the 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 form that we've been in this season, the way that we're playing, the amount that United have gone on about the fact that they like are obviously a better team than us because they finished second last season while we had eight injuries or whatever. Um, I, I think we have every right to boast in these types of games because if it was the other way around, Man United would be given an absolute stacks. So I, I think we're well in the right to do that. Um, and I think one of the things we talk about history is that one of the things that we see is that we always talk about now because he's retired and all the rest of it. We talk about Arsene Wenger and we talk about that unbeatable team that he had in Arsenal. And we talk about the fact that one of the things that they had was the fact that you could he could have put out a team of 14-year-olds and they would have played exactly the same as the Arsenal first team because he had a philosophy that ran through the entire club. And it brings us on to the Preston game because... What we see was a, a high-pressing Liverpool team that's two-touch passing really quick across the field in the United game. And then what we see is Preston North End a couple of days later with a completely different team. Like, not one person the same, as far as I can tell, um, and yet playing the exact same type of football. And obviously, it wasn't as exciting as a 5-0 United game, but what, what, did you, what did you make of the Preston game tonight? Well, yeah, and you, you've hit the nail on the head, Danny. Just that if we play the same way, no matter the team. I think the only kind of real serious link was uh, was uh, Curtis Jones. He'd come on after 20 minutes and he played mm. most of the game tonight. Um, I have to say again, shout out to Conor Badley um, from up the road in Castleberg there. Um, formerly of Dungan and Swift. Um, second appearance into the port looks solid. Mm. Um, Minamino got a goal. Um, we, we've discussed Minamino a couple of times as podcast I think that's going to be his role at Liverpool he's, he's going to be a player that comes in these games and he can do a job and he's just, I don't, just don't think he's ever going to be good enough to be Liverpool's star man but he'll do a job you know, a bit like Shaqiri and stuff good to see Oxley Chamberlain get minutes Gomez get minutes um, great to see Nat, Nat Phillips get his first game of the season um, mm. it was professional we, 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 scraped, we scraped our luck a little bit with a few chances they had um, Adrian looks old enough and Nets you know he's not he's not Again, he's probably the best third choice keeper in the league, if you look at it like that. Um, and yeah, just minutes and electoral boys that, that was needed. Um, your, your man in the centre midfield, I forget his name, was Moran. He, he looked great. 
Um, and then Divakarigi done what um, Divakarigi does. <laughs> and he's just, there's something about his name on Liverpool Football Club when he wears that shirt. He's not Messi, he's not Mo Salah. He's not. He's never going to be. He's not even probably close to Messi or Mo Salah or, you know, great strikers in the past. But sometimes in life, there's just certain individuals that you you associate with football clubs and they just have moments that are just written in history. And that's... See if, you, see if one of us scored that on seven aside, Danny. Mm. Like ten years ago, we still be talking about it, and Origi's just done it, and it's the league cup, it's best, and uh, you know, that, I remember Giroud done something similar, and it was like it was all over the papers for like months, and yeah, and but he, he basically, Joe, you know, it doesn't matter if you're against Stacey Milan or Preston or Fender, he just switches on, and he's a cult hero, a bit like Lewis Garcia, mm. and uh, also can say professional performance. Um, Football is not from Alderigi. Um, great to see King and Phillips get a game, the first um, game of the season. Great attitude. Um, and I think it's just a testament to Jürgen Klopp and the squad and the way he's got them playing. That doesn't matter who plays or who doesn't play. They play the same way. Uh, Nico Williams, I think he's a... Let, let me ask you a opinion on Nico Williams. He come in towards the end of the season before last, made a few appearances, and it was like, oh, he's the next Arnold. But we've seen him for 10 in there when we walk in the league, so... It was more to get him a medal, and it was great. He's got, he's got a Premier League medal, fantastic. Then he'd come in when he was needed, and he had a couple of dodgy games. I got on the Wales squad, and he scored a winner for Wales, and it was like, oh, Nico Williams is this and that. Then for six months, he didn't really play. Then he, he got injury, come on, made a few pains, and looked a bit dodgy. But I think he had a protect him, brought him in a bit. And tonight, he's won the match. Mm. And it's like, and he played a different position. He'd come on and play kind of wing-back kind of role. Um, and it's good to get minutes in his legs and just show that, like, like Tomiscus at left back, we've got like all these players in two positions now that can come in and do a job and um, perfection performance. But yeah, let me ask you about Nico Williams. Do you think, obviously, you're left footer, you've you played full back a lot in the past, Danny, and you've been that kind of player that has maybe played left back and had to play left mid. And then, you know, and it's 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 the same side of the pitch, but it's a completely different position. So you've done that two different positions in, in the match. How do you think he did? And do you think, on, like, answer this honestly because I'm a bit undecided, but I'd like to hope he's got a future at the pool. Do you think Nico Williams could be a future start at the pool, or do you think he's just a squad player? I think if I'm being completely honest, I'd say that he's going to struggle. Like, don't get me wrong, if, if say Nathaniel Klein was still playing at right back, you'd say to yourself, do you know what? He's got a future. He just needs to sort of get his head down. He needs to keep training, and that position will be his. The problem is, is that the player that's in front of him still potentially has 15 years in that position. Like, and that's the problem. You bring someone like Trent, he's young. He's young. He's already got that position cemented. And if he keeps going the, the way that like Cafu went on and stuff like that, like, Nico Williams hasn't got a chance. And I said, Jordan, the summer, I thought the likes of Nico Williams and even Nathaniel, uh, even Phillips and stuff like that. Like, I thought that after last season, the injuries that took place and the season that they had, that they probably, it wouldn't have surprised me, they should have maybe springboarded that and tried to get a move to a good team. Like, I feel sorry for Phillips this season, I'll be honest, because Phillips is a solid player, he's good. Like, for me, these Carabao Cup games and things like that, he should be starting in them. He should be getting guaranteed 90 minutes just for the service and how good he was last season for Liverpool. 
But yet he's he's sitting on the bench as what fifth, sixth choice centre back, and you think to yourself, he really should have maybe put because because you could see him playing for the likes of, of a Newcastle or a Watford or a Brighton this year and getting consistent games throughout the season on the way that he played last season. Um, and the same with Neville Williams. I think he's a good player. I think he's got a lot of potential to do really, really well and play in the Premier League. He's already playing consistent international football and not even getting started for his own club. So that shows how much people rate him as a player. Um, but yeah, I, but I think he's, he's not going to get that position over Trent. Trent's got too long in that position for, for Neville Williams to be waiting around. Um, for me, if I was him being selfish, I'd say you've got to try and make a move and go somewhere where you know you're going to get consistent games, um, which you don't want. We like the fact that we've got two position, two players for every position. But, but as a player, you've got to do what you've got to do. You've got to play. Like surely that's what you want is to is to be playing. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you there. It's sad though because you, you see a bit of potential there, don't you? And you see mm. he's, he's definitely got. Uh, he's got there's something about him that you know. The fact that he's had injuries and he's had a few bad games and come back in and done a job, it's good to see. And he's still young enough. But yeah, I suppose you've got probably the best right back in the world. Yeah, like, what are you meant to do? Um, mm-hmm. But I think another, another positive thing is as positive as anything is that Manchester has been knocked out. And they've dominated that cup. And I think if they won it this year, they would have overtaken or equaled Liverpool's record in the um, League Cup. And as much as I can say to Mickey Mouse Cup and it's this and that, but like, if you win your next round, you're in the semi-finals, and um, it's a cup competition Klopp never won. I think he got to the final the first year. Quote me if I'm wrong. I think he got to the final of the mm. cup in his first year. Um, but a, look at Man City's success over the last few years. You know, they haven't done it in Europe, but they've, they've started to success and win that League Cup. I think that was Guardiola's first trophy. So I think to keep the winning momentum, the, the mentality in the, in, in the group, I think we should push for this cup now. Last eight. And City out, United out the cup. Um, I think Chelsea out the cup as well. Uh, no, sorry, Chelsea. No, Chelsea, they, they went through last night, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Chelsea went through in pens. Yeah, beat Southampton. Um, Chelsea's the main, yeah, Chelsea be the main rivals now in this cup competition. So, um, hope we get a favourable draw and we should go for it. Um, and maybe next round, start playing a few more first-teamers. Because um, at the end of the day, that's what football's about, silverware, and we're in the last stage of a cup competition now. So, um, go for it, I think, and we've got the squad, haven't we? Um, but yeah, there you go. So a positive is that City have been knocked out, but you know, don't 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 take for granted West Ham United. They're in the form of their life, aren't they? Um, amazing, ridiculous, like because as you said, that's two rounds now they've gone through. Put out City tonight, put out United in the round before, so they're coming up against big play, big teams, and and doing the job. As I said, beat United one nil, like comfortable enough victory. Put, put City out on pens tonight with that Phil Foden miss. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. You've still got a good few teams in there. So the likes of West Ham, the likes of Chelsea, the likes of Leicester uh, and other teams like that. There's still a good few in there, but I think the way Liverpool are this season, as you said, I think Chelsea are probably the only real challenge um, yeah. to, to us doing well in that cup. But You've, you've got to you've got to beat the best to be the best, as they say. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But we're on a we're on a great run of form um, in the league and in the cup, and we've also got the Champions League coming up. We go from league to cup, back to league, and then Champions League as well in this next week. Um, so in this next part of the pod, obviously we're going to chat about 
the game of the weekend that we're going to have uh, and also again of the Atletico Madrid game at home uh, this week coming as well so we're going to have a quick break and then we'll come back and discuss them so thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road Find more great shows or join the team at sport-social.co.uk Welcome back to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road. Well, yeah, obviously, guys, we spent a good bit um, reviewing that United game and the pressing game for obvious reasons. Um, but, you know, fixtures keep coming thick and fast this time of year, coming into Halloween period, Halloween weekend. Um, so let's hope that we're not in for a fright. Um, we've got Brighton, um, 3 o'clock kickoff on a Saturday, which is unusual for Liverpool. Um, and then we're away to Athletic Madrid in, in the Champions League. Uh, sorry, a home so if that's coming in the Champions League, obviously away. We had that famous uh, result a few weeks ago, which was uh, that we were the first team to beat them at home for a long, long time. Um, but yeah, so first of all, Danny, uh, Brighton at home. They've been decent enough this season. Um, the manager's a solid manager. He's been there for a while now. Um, obviously, Lallana plays for them. Um, we've got Mopay up front, who's a handful. Um, and, and Young, I think Irish, Aaron Conley, he's a good player as well. Mm. Um, I think that the solid mid-table they've had gradual progress, uh, gradual progress um, over the last couple of years so it, it's not a gimme is it and in the past we've struggled against them haven't we yeah yeah we have like they're just a classic old school English team aren't they just physical and they set up they set up just in the classic which which to be fair Liverpool have struggled against in the last little while um, that whole two bags of four Two bags of four, come at us, let us see what you can do, and we'll try and like physically go toe-to-toe with you and hope that we can get something on the counter-attack. And we, you can see that in their results. Loads and loads of draws this season. Obviously, they lost 4-1, was it? 4-1 to City a couple of weeks ago. But apart from that, they drew to Leicester, drew to Arsenal, drew to Palace. Like, they generally just grind out results and not really conceding all that many goals. So... They're always an interesting team. It's never a team that you can just write off and say, oh, yeah, we're definitely going to smash them. Because on the day, they're a strong physical team. And if Liverpool can't deal with that, then it suddenly becomes a far harder match than we think it's going to be. Yeah, 100%. And um, it's Graham Potter, isn't it? He's, he's, he's a good English manager and he's done a good job. But like anything, if you want to win the league, games at Anfield, against the likes of Brighton to the games that you have to win. Mm. Um Salah got a rest man, he's not played for two weeks, you know, he played 15 minutes at United. Um, he's probably resting them for the big game against Brighton this weekend, you know. Um, and yeah, so it's one of those games where it's kind of kind of repetitive conversations that we're having about these same old teams and, and Liverpool at home. It, it's it really is a, a same there's very few angles that you can put at in these games with Liverpool and Brighton and those type of teams are the mid-table teams in Premier League or towards, towards the bottom because they're going to get behind the ball. It's going to be frustrating. If we score early, we'll probably walk away with it. If we don't score early, it'll probably be frustrating. Um, if we only get one goal, we'll be hanging on till we get the second. Um, and it'll probably, more than likely, be Salah, Firmino or uh, Mane that win the game. It's not all of them. And that's it's probably what's going to happen because we're on form. We've got the fans behind us. We've got our, our defence back to normal. And um, yeah, I'd see nothing less than a comfortable victory for Liverpool, Danny. Um, I'm going to go for... I've not done too bad in my predictions this year. Mm. 
I'm going to go for 2 0. I think Brighton are a solid team compared to the cup that we played last week. So 2 0 for Liverpool, I think. Yeah, I think the reality is, I think we we almost, you don't want to big it up, but at the same time, you also don't want to play it down. Last week, we were playing in the biggest game in world football, apparently, and, and this, this week, we're playing the team two places above them. You know what I mean? Brighton is sitting in fifth at the minute, United are seventh, so like arguably, this is a bigger game. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're, we're going to, I think we'll do them. I think we're in good enough form, and, and I think it was almost a test a couple of weeks ago when we played Watford, because Watford are your classic two bags of four type team as well. And, and we really knew how to play those passes to pick them apart. Obviously, there's that magic ball by Salah with the outside of the boot through Tamane for his 100th goal. Um, and I'm not saying we're going to recreate that, but I think we've got enough sort of variety in our play now that I think we know how to break teams down like that. And I think we've got good momentum carrying us forward. So I'm going to go Brighton don't, Brighton don't concede a whole lot of goals. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna say one nil. I'm gonna say I think we'll win at one nil. I think it'll be another clean sheet. Um, I think we'll score, but Brighton are tight. So I'm gonna say one nil Liverpool. Yeah, as I say, it's one of those games that you don't, as you, you hit it on the nail on the head. You don't want to big, big up too much, but you definitely don't want to, you know, say it's, it's not an important fixture because it is, and it's one of those games that can easily slip away. And that's what the Premier League is about, because we've seen with Everton Watford last week. What a what a weekend, you know. Everton winning and losing, then United getting stuffed. It, you know, it's uh, it was a, it's a great weekend, and as you say, over in Ireland, it was a great day for the Paris to City, as you say. <laughs> um, but obviously, we need to talk, we have to talk about this big massive game at um, Anfield with West Ham. did just before that, I want to send the condolences to all the football and world, and um, we have I, I know for a fact um, we have a lot of fans that listen to this podcast that support Rangers um, and and Liverpool, um, and you tend to get that a lot over here. You know, a team supports Celtic. And an, and an English team or Rangers and an English team. So there's a lot of fans that I know that support Rangers and support Liverpool at the same time. And um, obviously, um, the, the, the late, great Walter Smith passed away there during the week. Um, mm. And he was a legend at Rangers and a legend at Everton Football Club. And uh, just want to send his condolences to his family and, and football's obviously a great manager there. And a manager as a, you know, I think there's something about the Scousers and the Jocks that always get on. And I think what as, as Jocks go, Walter Smith was one of the best, and he was Scotland manager, and uh, it's a great loss in the football and world. I know there's a lot of Rangers fans that see highly of him. Um, yeah, you know, it's a sad day for them. So condolences to Walter Smith and his family. Um, and yeah, let's let's look at the Champions League now, Danny. Um, three wins out of three. Um, probably the toughest game away at Atletico Madrid, which we've discussed, which is just mental. There's no other word for that, you know. The goals, them coming back us winning, Salah doing what Salah does. Um, we invite them back to Anfield. And the thing about this fixture, it just reminds me of that fixture before the world when the world just went into lockdown. Um, but they did a job on us, didn't they? We forget that they did a job on us. Mm. And um, the, the experience that well, you said it, you hit the nail on the head. I think it was you that said the standing correct me if I'm wrong for what they do and how they do it. There's no one better. Mm. And you have to respect that. And I say, Luis Suarez coming back to Anfield uh, again. And we know what happened last time, don't we? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a fixture that if you're not getting excited for as a football fan, then just just, just you know, go go to bed. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, Liverpool have some of the two of the top teams in Europe. And Anfield, under the lights, European night, 
we get any result, we're, we're through. So um, it's a silly question, Danny, because it's one of those cliches again. How does it go? As you said, I think if you if you're not excited for games like this, then then what's the point in supporting big teams like Liverpool? Because these are the games that you live for. These are the games that that you want your team to do well to get. Like we we talk about these the big nights under the lights at Anfield. Like this is what it's for: is to play teams like Atletico Madrid and and Barcelona and Juve and and all the different teams that you can come up against in Europe. All these sort of top matches. Like this is what you live for. Like to be able to have these these games, um, so it's hard to predict what the game is going to be like. I think Atletico Madrid are so unpredictable in the way that they play. You don't necessarily know who's going to turn up. You've got the whole drama of um, the sideline, the managers, all the rest of it, uh, all the drama that's going to come with that. The, the whole handshake from before the previous game and all, and all these different things that like. Um, oh, they don't like to shake hands after the game because it's disrespectful, but yet they've done it every other time except for the one time that they managed to lose. Um, so there's a lot that comes with it. And I think the biggest thing that's going to be a turning point is the fact that Atletico was bouncing last week. Like the fans made it such an occasion, but Anfield is not to be beaten. And I think Liverpool fans are going to come out in force to try and show them your ground is not better than our ground. Um, so I think it's going to be a big one. I think it's going to be a loud one. Um, and I, I think Liverpool know if they can get a result here, especially because, as you said, we, we spent half an hour of the United game sort of cruising. We, we spent a good bit. Uh, well, obviously, the Preston game, we, we basically rested our entire first team, uh, apart from Curtis Jones. Like depending on how Brighton goes at the weekend, there's a good chance that this is the game that we're gearing up for. That that we know if we can get something out of this, we we finish the group off with two games to spare, and we can start just sort of concentrating on other things, concentrating on the league and all the rest of it. Um, so I think this is what we'll be pushing for. So I, I think Liverpool are going to go all out to try and win this game. Um, I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be a hard game, but I I think. Under the lights at Anfield, such a big occasion. I think we, I think we'll beat them, like. Yeah, and I think we owe them one. That's a, that's a big thing I would say. Mm-hmm. Is okay, we did them away in Europe, and that, it's always good to have the pedigree on Klopp CV. Um, I always remember Rafa doing that. If he's having a away day in Europe uh, against a team that Rafa hadn't beat before, you sure as hell know he, he was resting people in the weekend, and you know we did Milan back in the day, and we did other teams. You know all these things about the CV, and, and you know. Let, 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 let's not beat about the bush crops the same. You know, they did this at Anfield a few years ago, knocked us out of the Champions League, you know, but when times weren't normal. And uh, when time, the last, the last time things were normal, we said they didn't go normal. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, I think Klopp wants to do them over. And it, I'm going to go for a tight 2 1. Um, and I fancy, for some reason, I've got a feeling that Suarez is going to score and they're going to go one up. And um, and then we'll, we'll do what Liverpool just does, and I think I think Mo Salah is going to turn up again because he just seems to turn up in these big games. Um, it's mad. We spent half an hour talking about Liverpool United before we didn't even spend that much time on Mo Salah because it's like he's just doing it every week. It's it, it's mad because again he probably won't be appreciated, so he's not he's not here. It's mm. mad because he's just doing it, and I think he'll turn up again. And I think um, he's unplayable. I think at the moment he's unplayable. Yeah, and uh, I think he's gonna probably get 
winning goal. Um, but yeah, European nights at Anfield, we've set up a four. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Um, I was at the last one, in case no one knew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, AC Milan. And um, yeah, bring it on. I'm excited. But let's do a job in Brighton first. Um, and yeah, so I'm going for 2 1. How do you, what score prediction would you give, Danny? I know you said you think it'd be tight too. Yeah, I think it will be tight. And I think just to touch on that point, I think there's a lot of talk about. Salah is the best player in the world at the minute and he deserves the Ballon d'Or and stuff like that. We know from from watching Ronaldo and Messi and players like that over the years, if you want a real shot at winning something like the Ballon d'Or, you have to turn up in games like this. The the games where the world is watching. And I think Salah will turn up in this. I'm going to go for, I think it's going to be 3-1. Um, I think I think we're good because we're going to go full on for it, and I think we are. It's Atletico are the type of team that you have to counter attack them. You can't just sit back and soak up pressure because they're too aggressive, uh, and I think you end up you end up paying for it. So I think it's the game where you've got to be on the front foot. So I'm going to go three one. I reckon we'll I reckon we'll do them. Well, yeah, no, that'll be um, definitely something to look for, uh, forward to. So yeah, um, I think it's Wednesday night at the moment. Um, I think no, it is. Um, I think we'll be doing the pod maybe this time again next week. Um, we've a real big name guest lined up. Um, going to keep out of my cards close to my chest. Me and Danny know about it. Um, it will be a good surprise, and it will certainly top, if not match, some of our previous guests that we're really looking forward to. And um, just before we go, um, just want to send um, all our love to Danny's beautiful wife, Faith, who's sick at the moment. Um, Danny has got his family over and his parents, so also happy birthday to Danny's mum. Um, what's your mum's name, Danny? Liz. Not that it matters. She doesn't yeah. listen to this, don't think. <laughs> oh, well, ha- ha- happy 60th to Liz for this weekend. Um, Danny's going on a week trip down to my neck of the woods in Donegal. Um, unfortunately, um, Faith stuck sick at the house. So all our best wishes to Faith. Um, hopefully she, she's got a, a speedy recovery. Um, and I don't know what make me much to but let's hope that Liverpool do the job over the weekend and make all the, the scouts and uh, Liverpool fans happy a little Charlotte will be sitting there celebrating at the house but in the meantime thank you for listening to Ammo and Danny's Irish Anfield Road This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network Sports Social Podcast Network Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.